I hope your week's getting off to a good start. Um, if this is the first thing that you're doing to start off your week, then I hope it blesses you. All I want to do once again uh, is bring you in to the back end of a conversation I had with Keith yesterday. Um, like we do so often whenever we find ourselves in the same room, uh, we can't help but just to talk about the faithfulness of God, his goodness and his kindness. And we did it and both of our hearts were full. And so I'm just praying that yeah, some of the fullness that we had yesterday would spill over into your Monday. So enjoy and be blessed. So me right now, I'm in um, Exodus 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I think we talked about this other day. It's just uh, you get into the giving of the law. So God gives his folks rules or whatever, how we're to live. And it's so funny how it's like when we think of Christianity or pleasing God or what it takes, we tend to start front and center with, I, hey, don't have any idols, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, right? Those mm-hmm. are the things that come down. When people talk about Christianity, like those are the things that folks lead with, the moral right. actions and the law. Yeah. But it's like, no, that comes halfway through the book, mm-hmm. right? It's halfway like through Exodus. Yeah. Like, so the book starts off with God seeing his people in trouble. Yep. And God doesn't give them the law in Egypt. They're enslaved right. and they're bound. Right. God gives them salvation That's and good. kindness and a pillar cloud by day. He parts mm. the Red Sea. He gives them mm. bread. He gives them meat. So the first half of the book is God's kindness saying, no, I'm trustworthy. I'm good. I don't need anything from you to be trustworthy and good. And then he gives the law. Right. And Mm -hmm. so so in one sense, it's like yeah, your keeping of the law has never been the thing that has made God kind to you. God has been determined to be kind to you Mm. before you ever kept the law. Yeah. Um, And. God giving you the law is not a restriction or a bad thing. Right. Remember the track record of Exodus is this God giving people. Right. Oh, I give you my compassion. That's a kindness. Mm-hmm. I set you free from slavery. That's a kindness. Mm-hmm. I part the Red Sea for you. Mm. That's a kindness. Mm. I give you bread from out of nowhere. Kindness. That's a kindness. Yeah. I give you meat after you complain. That's a kindness. Yeah. Exodus 20. I'm giving you the law. Right. That's a kindness, right? So God's not going to give, you know, six good things to show that he's kind. And, but watch out because the next thing that he gives is bad. No, no, no. It's a good thing. All of it is kindness, kindness, kindness. And I think the thing that we have to grasp is, oh, listen, God is giving that kindness because he's determined Mm. to be kind, not because he gave you a rubric, yeah. all right, and now based on how good you do, I'm going to check off right. this, right? There's 10 ways that you can break it, or there's 10 ways that you can keep it. Everybody that gets nine or more or an A, I'm going to give you this kindness. Uh, if you get a B, then I'm only going to give you this kindness. No, God gave his kindness to people who did good and bad uh, like, and it was never based on how well somebody kept the yeah. law. Bro, you, you hit... You struck a chord. You said he didn't give them the law in Egypt. No. So he didn't give them the law while they were still in bondage. Right. That ain't going to do me no good. That ain't going to help me. Now, do you think 
Christians uh, do that, like give people the law when they're still in bondage. Yes. And that's why I think Exodus is so good. Right. 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 God doesn't come down to people that are bound Mm. in physical chains and say, Here's what you need to do. Here's right. how you need to live. Mm. So when people are spiritually bound in chains yeah. of addiction, Oof. in chains of being, uh, chains of codependence, Oof. in chains of, right, being, uh, uh, addicted to beauty being their God, in chains mm. of low self-esteem, right? What we don't need to do is come and say, well, hey, all right, well, don't lie. All right. Stop drinking. All right. We don't need you to go to the club. No, no. We need to come with the same thing that God did. Wait a minute. I've got salvation for you. There's somebody that can set you free of all of this. Right. And then once once you're set free or you experience this salvation, look, there's a way that saved folks live to show that we've been saved. And I think we get it backwards. We right. find people in Egypt and we tell them the way out. Is through the stone tablets mm. that only come after God has already done the heavy lifting. Right. Yeah. So that that made me think of. Um, so one of the things I love about reading the same book as a friend is that y'all have a conversation starter. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we both read um, Judith Gristle's uh, Never <sighs> Enough. Yeah. And it's uh, this for those of you who don't know, it's a story. Well, it's a memoir slash science. Yeah, perfect blend <laughs> of it. Yeah. Perfect, perfect blend of memoir and like science. Judith Gristle is a professor at Bucknell University, and she got her PhD in neuroscience. Yeah, and so all she's talking about is yeah. the neuroscience of addiction, right? With her own story interspersed, right? Yeah, you was about to say something real quick. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, it's a uh, the thing that I love about the book is she was an addict. Yeah, and she's like. I'm tired of my life being spun out of control while I use. Yeah. Let me get a PhD in how the brain works so that I can learn how to use and still have all these drugs, but keep my life intact. In yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah, crazy. And obviously, yes. Yeah, so uh caveat, it's not a Christian. She's not a Christian to our knowledge, right? Yeah, no, nah. uh, not written from a Christian perspective, but the thing, she just has so many insights. Gems, yo. Yeah. And all truth is God's truth. So right. if something's true, right. whether it's a Christian, right? Caiaphas right. prophesied that one yeah. man was supposed to die from right. and he wasn't a believer. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. So um Judith Gristle's whole thing, um, the biggest thing I got from it was that when you are taking a drug that is addictive, you know, she was addicted to cocaine, right? Marijuana, um, LSD, LSD, barbiturates. She did everything, <laughs> right? Um, and we're not making light of anything, but we're just trying to highlight a truth that yeah. comes back to the Exodus story. So she was in bondage, right. right? Someone could say, and one of the things she talked about that she found scientifically was that every drug has an A process and a B process. So the A process is what the drug does to you. So cigarettes uh, relaxes you, right? Right, but when you're not taking when not when you're not smoking a cigarette you have withdrawals and that's the b process right, right? Yeah. and that's you get anxious right so now cigarettes actually causes the right. thing you were trying to alleviate right so then you get caught in the cycle of addiction because it's like no i'm anxious i need a cigarette right yeah and then when i'm done with my cigarette oh, i'll get anxious again so i need right it's this feedback lo- feedback loop right that causes addiction right now what we don't what that person doesn't need right what right. she didn't need was for somebody to say hey Stop smoking. Cigarettes are going to kill you. Don't be anxious. <laughs> right? Yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's like, I can't, right? There's, I'm in 
chains. And yeah. I don't think, and she never actually, when you finished the book, she didn't get to a solution. Yeah, no, no, no. So <laughs> one of the things that I loved about what she said was she said this, the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety. The opposite of addiction is choice. Mm. And so she says, That's I good. was bound. Don't let that go back. Say that again. Say that again. The I don't think they heard that. The opposite of addiction isn't sobriety. Like, it's just not drunk. She's like, the opposite of addiction is choice. Being set free from the slavery and bondage that she was in. Yeah. And I just think it's like, that's it. Like what she needed was salvation, something or someone to set her free. free. Yes. But rules. Right. Or laws. Wouldn't couldn't do that. Can't set you free because now you're putting your salvation on the very person that's in chains. And if I am in chains, I have proven that there is something stronger than I am that can lock me up mm. and I cannot set myself free. So I, I need somebody or something outside of myself to set me free. Yeah. And if that something or somebody outside of myself is only going to set me free based on how well I perform, then mm. I'm going to be bound my whole life because the reason that I'm bound is that I cannot perform. I need something I or somebody outside of myself yeah. who is themselves they are internally motivated to be kind to me in spite of me and that is the god of the bible